This week on Moments with Mika. We interviewed a few homeless people this week to really talk about what we can do to make their situations better and how their situations impact their everyday life. Really eager to get into the topic at hand. So let's talk about it. So this week we're talking about rock bottoms. Have you feel you ever made it to a rock bottom? I feel like everyone has had their own type of rock bottom rig. Um, my rock bottom can be different from your rock bottom. And it's just about our perspective on a situation that makes the impact. And we actually was able to talk to people that are the rock bottoms of our population, which right. I'm so excited to get their opinions on everything, but to see how optimistic they were. Right. Like, no matter if they're at the bottom of the totem pole, they just see the light no matter which corner they're in. So it's like, they all had faith. And that's like what was shocking to me because although they had to prepare for 20 degree weather and below Mm -hmm. and how they're gonna survive it, to them, that was just like, okay, yeah, I just gotta prepare for that. But that's not what I'm worried about. It's not even my life. I'm not prepared for 20 degree weather. What? Listen, um, I haven't had to work in the winter, winter time in so long, I had to get a coat. I haven't had to think about a coat. Okay, I have to prepare on driving for the winter time. I haven't had to drive in the winter time in a long time. No, no, I'm not, I don't even think my car gonna make it in the winter. You know what? My car gonna be sliding around. Ice skates, everybody. <laughs> Ice skates, you know. So if you see a little white car out there, you better watch out, cause it's gonna do what it wants. <laughs> but like, they really, they really did seem to be surprisingly. Optimistic about it. They all kept the faith. They did. And they seem to be like overly prepared for what's coming next. Yeah. Yeah. So, with that being said, you guys, here go the first interviewee. Her name was Gloria, and she likes to be called Lynn. And here is her responses to our questions. Homegirl Lynn. said you be out, you've been out here for six months. Yeah. Uh, what does your day-to-day consist of? Well, I'm trying to get to where I'm going to, basically. All right, so just pretty much going back and forth? Yeah, trying to get to where I'm going to. Okay. Do you have any um, family? Yeah, my mom's. Okay. And when winter, with the winter coming, um, how do you plan to keep warm? I gotta go try to find a way to get a coat. Okay. Oh, okay. Now, um, being out here, have you seen it like more of a community amongst like other homeless people, okay, or is it like community? You don't have houses with lights on. All right. Now, uh, do uh, other homeless people work together with you, or no? I by myself. Uh, just, just every man for himself. Yeah. Okay. Um. What do you think the hardest part, like, for being homeless, what's the hardest part for you? Well, just basically making sure I have somewhere to lay my head. Okay. If I can find somewhere to lay my head, we work for a while. Okay. 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 Uh, where do you uh, get food most often? Ads. Okay. Oh, why not a shelter? Sometimes I try to let go. Oh, okay. Anything else you would like to share with us? No, I'm just happy you guys stopped me. Yeah. Yeah.
Well, we seen you earlier, mm-hmm. and uh, we talked about it earlier when we walked by over at uh, uh, what is that? I believe uh, it's the by Heart Building. Yeah, by Heart uh, Heart. Yeah, we were sitting in the chairs earlier. Yeah. yeah. So we seen you earlier. Heart Building. Uh, over there, where the Hard Rock Cafe is. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, do you um, when you're out here, do you feel safe? Yeah. Okay. All right. And what keeps you going day to day? Okay. Well, I think that's about it. Um, I guess my last question probably would be. Um, for people that, um, you know, just walking around, do you feel that they look at you a certain way? Is more people willing to no, help you? I just you? try to make sure somebody know if I tell them who I am, they know who I am. Okay. okay. That's what that was. Okay. So okay. I mind my business, but if somebody was stop me and say, who are you? I tell them who I am. Mm-hmm. About my business, I feel safe. Okay. okay. Making sure. Well, thank you for thank you. doing the interview with us. We really appreciate thank it. You. So our last interview, that was our first interview. Um, Lynn was very nice. We actually found her at Townhouse, but we had saw her maybe two or three times earlier in the day, Rick. Was yeah, I believe that was once at Starbucks and yeah. then at over at Hard Town- Rock. Was it? It was, it was Hard, Hard Rock. Rock. Yep. And we found her at Townhouse. Right. Yep. And we found her because she was outside and she was asking, did anyone have any spare change? And we like, it's not a coincidence that we're seeing her for the third time. So we went ahead and asked her if it was okay to do an interview with her. And she definitely agreed with us, which was great. And we kind of just pulled her to the side. So all of our interviews are outside. So we do want to excuse all the loud noise. We did as much editing as we could to try to make sure that you can hear her and you can hear us and not so much of all the traffic outside. Um, but we're going to take a quick break and we're going to jump right into our hot topics. Oh, well, we got another hot topic. So your mom's giving the hot topics for today? She is giving the hot topics for today. It's her is birthday. It, it is passed. her birthday, right? Happy birthday to you. You're going to Happy right. birthday. You don't like my singing? I'm going to say your singing is is reserved for a unique crowd. <laughs> <laughs> you know, put a little auto-tune on it and I sound good. Don't? Everybody. I mean, yes, you would. You know what, Rick? Don't become one of the people that's on a milk So party. next up on Hot Topics. <laughs> we'll be right back. And now it's time for Hot Topics. And Hot Topics is being brought to you by my mom. Hit it, mom. Thanks, Mika. Hey, guys. So let's talk about this Hot Topic. I want to talk to you about Megan Kelly. Okay, although many people love her and she is a talk show host, she made some comments concerning blackface or whiteface for Halloween. Unfortunately, when Megan was talking, she said it, she meant it, she believed it, but guess what, Megan? Sorry, NBC is done with you, and so are we. Unfortunately, just because people have children and they're going out with Halloween, it is not okay to demean another race. It doesn't matter how much people like you. It doesn't matter how great you are. In the 1900s, we're going to drop some facts concerning what William West did. He had a show that dealt with people that wore black faces and contributed to the spread of racial stereotypes. You know what? Guess what? We're not getting ready to live with this happy-go-lucky dark plantation comments not in this day it's unacceptable so unfortunately megan you out of here thanks mika all right and that was your hot topics people 
Rick, did you like that hot topic? Because I liked it, and you better liked it, because it was my mama. Well, I did like it, but <laughs> <laughs> now I feel impartial because you threatened me. But um, I didn't threaten you. On to the next interviewees. Um, this one actually uh, impacted me a little bit because uh, one of the interviewees that we talked to, he actually seemed pretty intelligent for his situation. And it's like, he let me know that this can happen to anybody. Doesn't matter what your circumstances is. And it wasn't a guarantee that I would have got out of my situation when I was in my situation. So like looking at him, he looks like, you know, that's the alternative. So definitely want everybody to take uh, take a good listen at this interview. And um, definitely come back with your comments on what you feel about this interview as well. And also, we will have to break up this interview some because it is really hard to hear him. He's an intellectual guy. Like, when you hear him, you're going to be like, wow. But very low-spoken. But he's very low-spoken, so I do apologize. So we're going to try to break it up as much as possible and let you know exactly what his response was. So I hope you enjoyed this interview. All right, so first, my name is Rick. All right, and your name? Antonio. What's your name? Rondale. I'm Mika. Nice to meet you guys. All right. And uh, how long have you been out here, Antonio? <laughs> okay. I think it's been over like a few months, maybe. Yeah. Years. Huh? Years. How long have you been out here? Three days. Okay. Okay. Family? I'm a whole family because I'm concerned for the most biologically. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said I'm related to Patricia and Nunn, Martha Keith Nunn, Martha Keith Nunn Jr., and Dion Christopher Nunn. Okay. Okay. That's my family. They've been married. Who have been married to? That's me, the human deal. To me, that's what they are. That's they are. They're going to be Right. Makes sense. Okay. All right. Uh, what does your day to day consist of? Huh? Uh, your day to day. What does that consist of? Uh, praying, uh, exercising. Being optimistic and positive, meaning optimistic, uh, uh, loyal. I'm, I'm a loyalist. I'm not a person who backstabs or tries to come treacherous. Not. I'm very much uh, vindicator on the sides of, of being a, a redeemer from whatever illnesses that people face that I can because of the fact that I myself can understand and relate to such illnesses as uh, I've been experiencing. Okay. Such, uh, <laughs> right, right. right. Makes sense. All right, and uh, what do your day to day consist of? Uh, I'm good. Okay. You know, you know, I just thank God for a lot of people just being here, and you know, I pray for them, and you know, anything is a blessing day. I see things, and people I, I see, I see all the goodness that you know, people that you know, people that come out and try to help us, or you know, some people that put you down. So I just go ahead and have a blessed, tell them to have a blessed day, and I just pray for them. And, you know, everything, everything is blessed. Now, with that said, now, do you find that uh, more people are willing to help, or more people have something negative to say? Um, I would 
say some people now, some people are willing to help, and other people now got something negative to say. Uh, I believe that people, actually all of them, like to help and do help and desire to help, such as want to help without the sickness, if there be any in any of those words, they may not all acknowledge because of sicknesses, illnesses, my state, emotional feelings. Yeah, it's not that I believe that emotions should be taken away more along the lines of if I am. Uh... So as you can hear, it's really hard to hear him. We had to kind of turn up his vocals in there. It was a concert that was going on on the side of the building and parking everywhere. So you can hear the man. Overhead, it's like, everything. Like, you can hear the man saying, right here, right here, right here. And it's like... At one point, somebody's music pulled up. You did hear someone's music? I did hear somebody's music. Well, we tried as much as possible so that you can hear him. But I just wanted to take the second just to let you guys know that it was a lot going on. So we did edit it as much as possible. So keep listening. Now, with the winter coming up, uh, what is the plans to keep warm? Well, I'm prepared right now for, I would say, 30 degree weather. Uh, if it drops to 20 degree weather, I am prepared for that right now. Also, I have clothes put away where I can grab clothes, put them on. He is like, you know, ball coats, okay. covers, you know, ball blankets, and, you know, you know, just to keep myself warm, my coats, blankets. Now, um, why not a shelter? At the shelters, they dehumanize not only the staff, also our clients. It's not, it's not that I, I recognize them as well. I wanted us to jump in real quick. So we asked about the shelter, and um, he inst Antonio instantly said is, at the shelters, they dehumanize you. And Rick was closer to him, so Rick, can you kind of explain his answer to the question? Because people won't really be able to hear it. So um, he answered that they dehumanize you. They dehumanize you, and that they put more weight on you, or they put more weight on anyone trying to stay there, um, because they don't want to do the job, or that the job is too much for them. Um, it's pretty difficult to to believe, but uh, looking at him and listening to him. Um, I understand that this is a situation that he's experienced and that he's went through. It, it, it's it's pretty atrocious to think that people go to the shelter to get out of the cold, and then when going there, you got to be treated like less than a human. Yeah, like that's horrible. Like I don't. What is that? I don't like how he said that because he said like he had to say for himself like I'm not your slave. You know, right. he actually like, said that as a comment in there per his words. So it's like, what exactly is going on in these shelters? These people that's, you know, that have the jobs there, that's supposed to be helping in. Like, what are you doing to these people? Or like, how are you treating them? Why do you have this job if you're going to treat these people like this? And that, and that brings me to that the, this point. Um, I believe a lot of people take a lot of jobs that deal with the public and the community and working with people who's in a less fortunate situation, and they don't really want the job. And that's not a job for you. If you don't feel like you're a public servant or you don't want to do community service or anything like that, and you just want to get a check, like, it's, it's something else out there. And that brings me to this. 
police officers. If you're afraid, why become one? But you know what? I'm not going to jump off topic. Oh, that is that is one that's coming up, though. That's definitely coming Put up. Put that on the list. Yes. We're talking about that. But we're not going to jump off topic. Let's get right back into this interview. Not for you. What was the question? Oh, why not the shelter? Um, too many bed bugs. Because people, when they out here, they, you know, you don't know what they got in their clothes or on them, falling on them or anything. Because, you know, they can bring bed bugs in the shelter and that's, like, messing it up. And, you know, in shelters, they don't fumigate They don't, you know, they don't keep them clean, though. Sometimes they keep it clean, you know, like shelters I might want to go to that's clean. Uh, go to a clean shelter where they don't have no bed bugs or where they got plenty of beds or, you know, showers and stuff like that. But me, I just don't, I just don't like that. Okay. I don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> now, um, what do you think was the turning point? Uh, I believe, well, I would love to tell you, I, just, I, I my memory is shot. Memory is shot. Um, what do you think keeps you going in that YouTube? Yeah, every type of help that I, that I really, really need, that I receive, whether it be individual or together, whether it be uh, divisible and divided, it, it helps me, helps me. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like to, to think that man, if he does a little thing, and I thank him for that huge thing. Together as a team, or especially particularly, so if a team effort, I think the person should be notified and, and uh, acknowledged. All right, now we are doing this for a podcast. So for like our listeners, um, I know a lot of people, like you said, a lot of people want to help. Uh, a lot of people fall into the, the position they don't know what to do. Uh, what do you think will be the most beneficial thing that someone could? Uh, okay, the most beneficial thing, the most beneficial thing a person can and could do is prepare before they actually become homeless. They become homeless once they get their self sick. They want to make sure everybody has a chance. I've ever, I have never seen that I can call where I can call. I've never seen a person be put out here on these streets and not actually have a chance to get there. So I say, when you get your chance, prepare. Prepare. They give you something. Keep it as your village. There's a stranger walking. I'm not here. I just, I see everything that he's doing for us and appreciate for what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. You know, God has given us things that we can go through. We go through trials and tribulations. So, so ain't nothing we can do but just go through it and just hang on and just keep the faith and just keep praying that we can just, you know, go straight through it. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Thank you. All right. So uh, that was the interview there. I do want to apologize again for uh, the sound quality on that one. Um, But to summarize, they did go over a lot of things about uh, how they feel and where they get their food from every day. And I see the number one trend is they all mean they managed to keep faith in this situation. Mm-hmm. So uh, I do want to give a big up to the churches downtown 
all of the churches do contribute to uh, feeding these people every day and uh, making sure that they are in a better situation. So that is a beautiful thing. I wish more churches and more uh, faith-based institutions would contribute to that. Definitely. Because they could be... uh, what they could be the ones that make the difference between how many people are actually ending up homeless. Certainly, certainly. And then also, what I would like to point out is the numbers that we're actually finding online with the, I guess, the low income and the homeless rate actually going down. It's not actually going down, people. What's happening is they're categorizing people a little bit different. So now that we have the homeless people, we have the critically homeless people, and now they have a category that's for um, the lower poor income people and then the lower income people. So it's not like the number is going down, it's just we're finding better ways to actually put them in different categories. So like right now, in 2016, they didn't give the update for 2017 or 2018, but in 2016, they say that there was 549,920 homeless people. And that's including the shelter and the unsheltered. So that it makes me, I have a lot of questions. That's a city. That's, that is a city. That's a whole city. But it's like, I feel like this number is probably just one of those categories. It didn't specify it in there, but I believe Absolutely. that that's a large number out there that it's supposed to be. And it brings me to the question, like, how is this number actually rising? How is it going down? And how do they feel like it's going down? Because they say percentage-wise, what, we're down 7% for the nation, but Seattle's up 45%. (laughs) LA is up 17%. New York is up, what, 5%? Connecticut is down. Connecticut. Connecticut is making the change. Connecticut is definitely... Hawaii is in a state of emergency for homelessness. So with all of this rise in homelessness, how do we actually find a way to go down 7%? Because you're critically poor, not homeless. You have a job, you make money, but you can't afford to live somewhere. It's right. a choice. It's not that that's what they were considering. That's, that's exactly what they're, they're saying. It's a like, choice. Yeah, and they're saying now because of the cost of living, um, the average person cannot afford to live in a one-bedroom apartment off of minimum wage. And that's just not because of the cost of living going up. So with that being said, doesn't that mean that they're going to probably fit that one person that's have, that has a one-bedroom apartment and they have minimum wage, they fit that person in a lower income? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's definitely critically low income. Right. Because, like, how do you eat and pay, pay bills? Exactly. So it's like, what can we actually do? What can the government actually do? Like, let's start off by giving maybe some employment opportunities, maybe some public assistance and not just the church. Maybe let's give some affordable health care. Maybe let's help when it comes to domestic violence, mental illness, and addictions. Because all of those pay into factors of people that are losing their homes, that have to live on the street. Like, the one man, um, it wasn't Wendell, it was Antonio. He actually willingly left his home because he didn't think it was safe because of his mental illness. That That is correct. And that, that talks to the, fo- the point that how difficult is it to actually get the right assistance? If you feel that, you know, you can't put your family at this risk and you have to go, like, that's, that's an even worse decision. So I feel like we as a people need to definitely find a way to be able to contribute a little bit better and to be able to assist uh, one another a lot better. Not saying take someone into your home or, you know, do everything for someone. It's not even just money. Like, you don't have to give money. It's just about treating people the way that you want to be treated. 
if you're down, just saying, hey, you know what? I don't have anything on me, but you have a blessed day. Something like that. Something Absolutely. so easily spoken can actually help the next person. Because Rendell, he actually said there's people out here who has something negative to say. And it's like, he's already down. Mm-hmm. Why continue to kick him? So how low do you have to feel that you are attacking someone who seemingly appears to be in a worse off situation? But spiritually wise, it seems like they all are in a lot better position than most of us out here. Mm-hmm. And that brings into play is when you're going to a, through a situation is based off of your perspective, you may think that it's the worst thing ever. But it's always someone that's going through something that's a little bit tougher than what you're going through. Right. It don't take away with what you're going through, right. but it's about your perspective. You have to have a better outlook on things. You have to be more positive. Like, listen to these things that these men are saying. They're, they're preparing to sleep outside in 20-degree weather, and we're worried about our hair. Our nail just got done, and it's turning to the side or something. Like, we're worried about little stuff, and there's people out here... That's trying to think, like, when it starts snowing, where exactly I'm going to sleep at? I can't sleep in a shelter because the shelters are packed, like, or they have bed bugs. So, it's like changing and shifting your thinking, you know? Right. Everything is not as bad as it could be. Like, think of the think of the cup as half full, is what we should say. Uh, be more optimistic of it all. Now, was, that was a moment. That was a Mika moment. And good orange juice is always good orange juice. Good orange juice is always good orange juice so if you see someone try to help them contact your local hub office hub is actually the u.s department of housing and urban development they have one in each state and also if you can just go to nationalhomeless.org and they have a lot of great things on there if you can this winter you know this thanksgiving is coming up maybe get a couple blankets and give to a few people it's not always about money people let's help people just like we want people to help us um, if you help the next person, the next person will help you. Pay That's it how forward. Exactly. So this has been Moments with Mika, and I hope, hope you took something away from it and also took away the fact that you just have to shift your thinking, your perspective, and it'll change your situation. It'll make a big impact on how you see everything.